Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. As we say every week, life can be miserable, it can be dark, hey, it can even be dank. So we're here to try and bring you a little bit of joy, a little bit of light, and whatever the opposite of dank is. Uh, what's the opposite of dank, Stu? I don't know, spank? I think we'll just go with spank. So we're going to be doing some spanking yeah, today. Yeah, good, yeah. To get rid of the dank, fair enough. Nice. Um... How are things? Well, not great. Uh, work is completely monstering me at the moment, and I've got a cold. Apart from that, everything's pretty peachy. <laughs> Can't complain. Yeah, weather's good. No, I'm not going to moan. It's it's always work. Always work that's the problem. It is. It is. Work is terrible and should be abolished. Uh, so we should have the UBI, and we should all just have fun. That's what I think. I and then we can embrace the automation of everything. Yeah, I saw people like uh, again going like, "Oh, you know, if I if I won the lottery, like I would carry on working." And I'm just like, "Are you insane?" I mean, I would still do stuff, like I would volunteer, and I, I, hmm. but it, I would be doing things that you want to do. Uh, yeah, exactly. It would, everything that I did would be something that I wanted to do, and you know, even if it comes from a selfish place, it would end up benefiting somebody because I wasn't getting paid so it'd be like free labour so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, that would be really nice yeah I'm not going to lie since I've been medically retired from work I've been a lot happier I bet um, so yeah I, I'm totally with you there um, but I'll tell you who can't retire and stop working so we can automate it because that's a world I don't want to live in who's that Developers of video games, Joe. Oh, yeah, developers, yeah. Uh, because oh, AI developed video games. Could you imagine? Oh, blimey. Still be better than Ubisoft games, though. Hey, yeah, too right. Uh, right. I know you've been virtually in it. Virtual reality in it, virtually in it, VR in it this week. VR, um, yeah. So I'm, I, I've actually been doing a bit of hacking um, so I'm going to take the first game. Um, so, yeah. Um, that was, I don't know what that seg, whole segue was, but there we go. Um, I, I, I've been playing Drop System Breach, um, okay. which is a strategy action hacking game, um, which I'm really enjoying. It's hacking... Not, it doesn't try and do realistic hacking. Right? I, do you know you've played some, like well, you may not personally, but the general you, you'll play some hacking games where you've got to know all like the keyboard prompts and everything like that, and it tries to be like, oh, we're trying to be a realistic hacking type thing. Right. This isn't. This is straight out the movies. Um, this is... It's a Unix system. I know this stuff. Um, hey, Jurassic Park reference. I know, look at that. Um, it's yeah, it's onboard visuals where you're clicking through like nodes to go to hack through systems and stuff like that, and you press a button and um, it goes, oh, now it's doing this. But you've got a little, you you can get upgrades to be able to do other actions at the same time, and you have to go through to find people's data or change their data, um, hack open things, close other things down, get more information, rinse and repeat, and there's this like. Um, ever-evolving clandestine story behind it, shall we say. Uh, various different fractions that you... Uh, fractions? Factions that you work for. 
um, uh, across like this city. And yeah, just various, various different ways of hacking things in this, this like grid, these nodes that appear. And it's fun. It's like a fun puzzle game that makes you, you know, it would be if someone wanted to put together a low budget film about a, like, I don't know, the FBI or something. And they've got to go to the kid that does the hacking. Um, and it's like, oh, yeah, I know this stuff. Um, and you're like, okay, can you hack the government system for us? This will be what they have on screen for them. Yeah. Um, just to make it look like they know what they're doing. And that's exactly what it is. And you know what? It's all right for what it does. It's, you know, the, the world of actual hackers are not going to play this and go, oh, this is super realistic. They'll probably find loads of stuff wrong. But for the common pleb like me, yeah, it's fun. Nice, yeah. I like those kind of abstract... Because it, it's like a puzzle game, isn't it, I guess? And it's just like... Yes, yeah, and that's what it describes itself as, is a puzzle game, so... Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's a good, good way of uh, of mixing up the formula and giving you a bit more of a... Yeah, a different uh, yeah perspective, I suppose. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really good, because I sat there playing it, and then all of a sudden, John Travolta turned up. I'd started getting some one of his club workers to give me a blowjob under time pressure until I'd done the hack. Oh, lovely. No, sorry, yeah. that's swordfish. My mistake. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's, yeah, I, that's one of those films I've seen once and I've not bothered with again, put it that way. I, I, it's, it's a guilty pleasure in terms of the reason that I love it so. I had a, a, when I worked in the video shop, a friend of mine had like a really good sound system and he, that's what he used, the opening scene of that, to show off his sound system, his new surround. Oh. Um, like early 2000s. I think it was 2001, I want to say, for Swordfish. It was that post-Matrix era, anyway, where if he tried to go super stylized. But like yeah. this bomb goes, this ball-bearing bomb goes off in the opening scene. Yeah. And the camera pans round. And honestly, the, the, the uh, sound effects in a, on a proper surround, which he spent, I believe he spent like thousands on this surround sound thing, was, it blew my mind. It's the first time I think I've ever watched something, listened to the sound, and appreciated sound in a film. Um, yeah. And yeah, but you know, it's fun <laughs> for what it is. Um, Vinnie Jones is in it. That, 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 that'll give you an idea of the era. Oh, good Lord, I'd forgotten he was in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and you had to take Hugh Jackman seriously as a genius computer hacker. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> you can't really, can you? <laughs> no. And, okay, but this is if this was what they were showing on the screens, you'd have gone, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. And, but yeah, no, this it's fun. It's it's fast paced enough that it, it, it as they put it evokes the thrill of hacking is what they put about it. Um, and it's got the whole thing where the better you do, the more respect you gain, and blah 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 notoriety. There's firewalls and all the other. Okay, any bit of computer lingo you might have heard in the hacking scene, it's in here. Um, yeah. And whilst it is a lot of it's just clicking similar buttons to get to things. Each thing also has its own little mini game. I don't want to say mini games because I hate the term mini games. But they're own little mini puzzles that you must do to complete that particular node and stuff like that. So, yeah, plenty to it. And it's really enjoyable. It's less than a tenner. Um, and it's full controller support. Pays perfectly on a Steam Deck. It's verified on the Steam Deck as well. Um, away you go. Um, very, very nice. Next 
next hacking movie or movie with hacking in it, you could get people to take their portable hacking machine out with the Steam Deck. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. Yeah, well, he does it in well. Well, yeah, so there's like T2, isn't there, where he uses that little Atari device to get cash <laughs> out. Yeah, so it's like yeah. that. Do that, but with the Steam Deck. There was, what was the film? There was a film. And I love it when they do stuff like this. I'm sure it was a film. And on like one of it, they could, oh no, it wasn't a film. It's, do you remember Chuck, the TV series? I remember, I never watched it, but I do remember. Oh, you really should, it's brilliant. Existing, yeah. There's brilliant, but there's a, like he gets this like thing in his head, and it's like an intersect. It's called. And it gives him all the government secrets. But later on, like season four or five, they have a way of being able to basically download the intersect or reprogram people. And on one of it, they have this portable device that they use to show someone, and it um, deprograms them. And it's just a, it's just a PSP painted. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> but, but it's a it's a fiddle, it's a TV series so, that gets so much pop culture. So right, like he's a big gamer, is yeah. Chuck, and like, a lot of the people in there game in, and they use it as like like it's advertisement in a lot of it. So you get the latest Nvidia stuff, like and get full displays at their like uh, the, like Best Buy type shop that they work in the Bible. Um, and it, you can see a lot of advertising that sneaked in there. And it's like, so the people who are watching it, of all the people who are going to go, well, that's a PSP. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, really bizarre. So, but, yeah, they could do that with a Steam Deck in whatever they need hacking, like, on-the-go type thing. Um, yeah. And they can use this game and give the developers lots of royalties. By Microprose, by the way. Do you remember them? Yeah. I do very well. They published it. Um, all right. So, yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I was just like, I just think it's a, a nice film. Microprose, they like they were such a big part of the 80s for me um, that I'm all for Microprose stuff. Yeah, they got swallowed up by somebody big, didn't they? Wasn't it EA? Probably. And it's, I don't know. It's not obviously the original Microprose anymore. But, um, but yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's Drop System Breach. It's really, really, really good um, for what it is. And, yeah, I enjoy it. Nice. Um, so, I've been hacking on flat screens. What have you been doing, Stu? Well, as you alluded to earlier, I've been uh, in VR the entire time. Well, I'd like to say entire time. Nowhere near as much time as I would like because of work again. But, uh, yeah, no, a decent amount. I got a Quest 2 because, I, as I said to you, Bradley, that I, <laughs> I found out that you could play PSP games in VR, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like dead excited and I <clears throat> got my my you know, Oculus Rift S out ready to do it got everything loaded that I thought I needed, doesn't work and so do a bit more digging find out only works with the Quest 2 and decide on the spot to buy a Quest 2 because that's what I do and uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, and it's it's really good, it's really good it, the experience is like similar as you would expect to the existing sort of rift experience you know because it's still all part of the facebook slash meta kind of ecosystem so it looks and feels very similar although different and uh yeah the interaction with it is good the controllers are fantastic the the headset's great the strap for it is terrible you have to buy a proper proper headset thing for it so it'll sit properly and, and be comfortable but I did that, and you know, yeah, it's fine now. 
And yeah, so I've been playing whatever I can. So I, I played Iron Man VR, which is the only one I bought because yeah, after buying the headset, I was brassic, so I just bought one game. And uh, yeah, it's good. It looks like a PS One game, but it's uh, it plays pretty well for what I've played so far. It gives you a good sense of you know being up in the air and, and uh, floating around and stuff, which is always nice. It's always good to have that kind of feeling. And uh, yeah, so that that seems all right and. The voice acting's decent and it's uh, entertaining enough so far, if a little bit shallow. Um, but yeah, the key thing was getting the PSP stuff going. And I've not had as much time on it as I want, but I did get pro- like Wipeout Pure properly working with no issues. Ooh. And uh, oh, yeah, it's just fantastic. And I mean, yeah, okay, so you kind of meant because a lot of the Pure and Pulse tracks are in Wipeout Amiga collection, you're kind of like, ah, yeah, I've played this already in, in a better form kind of thing in VR, um, but for free, for a hack by a modder, is absolutely incredible. It works really, really well, and the the thing about this is that you, you can just do it if you've got a quest, whereas you can only play Wipeout Amiga Collection on the PS4 with an original PSVR. There's no release for the PS5. There's no compatibility with the PSVR 2. Uh, there's no other way of playing these in, in VR apart from via the Quest. So, yeah, it's really, really great. I had a quick go Ridge Racer. There's a lot of HUD issues, but the essential experience is great. I had a very, very, very short go of OutRun, and there were pro- all sorts of problems with the HUD. But again, the you know the actual experience looks good so fiddle around with it or get it all working but yeah absolutely amazing stuff to be able to do that and it just gives you hope that all well most at least old games that are like racers shooters anything that you know is cockpit based will yeah. get a mod into VR or of and FPS to a certain degree will get a mod into VR at some point which would just be amazing imagine just being able to play anything from like the 3D era from the PS1 onwards you know in in VR whenever you want to absolutely superb so very exciting really Turbo Spray Challenge from the Spectrum <laughs> I did say the 3D era you'll remember me say that was 3D <laughs> you went into the screen that'd probably yeah. be perfect <laughs> <laughs> it might um, work, but you know, I'd be interested oh, to see what what they look like. But anyway, yeah. What I'd love to see, actually, if they could do it. Do you know the um, the uh, Motorstool Motorstool RC, the uh, uh, remote control version of Motorstool? Yeah, that done in VR could be really cool. Maybe. Bit like properly looking down, looking down at yeah. the at the tracks and everything, and that could be really cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that game. I didn't really click with the mainline series very much, but I really enjoyed that RC version. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, no, I I, I, I didn't I did enjoy like the, the mainline, but that RC version I, I, I rinsed on the Vita. Um yeah. and I played it again not many only a few weeks ago actually on my uh, hack Vita and it's really good. Nice. Yeah, it's it, I, I can imagine it holding up pretty well. Yeah, because the controls are really good. Yeah, yeah, it it feels good, and it's a really good accessibility view because it had two different types of controls that you could use, which was really good. Because I know some people really struggle with the controls on stuff like that as the camera's meant to be, or as the vehicle's meant to be. So it lets you switch between two, like camera relative or or vehicle relative, which was really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and I remember it's sort of like. It, 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 
it was everything was short enough but challenging enough and it was just a really well balanced game um which was to be expected from uh the team behind the amazing drive club which again oh. you can't play unless you've got an original ps4 and still have the game i know it'd be so good if they managed to hack that and get you know get the full get not the vr version which looked like absolute ass uh, but if they manage to get the full game hacked and, and working on, you know, publicly accessible VR, that'd be amazing. But PS4. Uh, but I've got to, before there. I die, before I die, I hope I get to see good PS4 emulation, just, yeah. just so I can play some Drive Club and wipe out. Yeah. On yeah. my Steam Deck. I can't too. believe that they haven't yet brought out Wipeout for the PSVR two. I can't I, believe they've brought it out on PC. It's free money. I know, I know. Just really PS4 stuff, right? Again, I know there's some works going to it, but they all specifically built PlayStation 4, Xbox, or X86 architecture, which meant it should be easier to pull, uh, develop for, etc., etc., etc. It's free money. Yeah. I go, you know, I reckon Wipeout would sell gambusters on the PC. Yeah. I love, like, um, NG Ballistic and Pacer and stuff like that. And they are really good, but at the end of the day, they're not Wipeout. They're definitely not. Um, a Drive Club is the best thing since Project Gotham Racing. Yeah. Because it's the spiritual successor to Project Gotham Racing, because Microsoft certainly can't be asked. Oh, it's such um, an amazing game. Yeah, so um, obviously we'll never see Drive Club get a re-release because licensing and blah, 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 yeah. everything that goes with like racing games and stuff like that. Wipeout shouldn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, off the uh, the uh, the old... The main beaten. subject, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. I couldn't think of words then. Go on then, what have you got next? So, you've been escaping to virtual realities. I've been building new realities. Yeah, that'll yeah. do. I'm on my Segway game today. It's good. Um, I've been playing a couple of uh, city builder, colony sim type games. Um, Each of them have their own little hook that makes them stand out from like your city skylands or city skylands. Well, that's a new game. Your city skylines and other games of the like. So the first one I'm going to come to is Haven Dock, which is basically... Stuff goes down for whatever reason, stormy, um, and you're stuck in the middle of the ocean. Um, and you basically have this like wooden platform that you start with, and then you have to build out from there. Um, and it's got the usual feel like you build, you build it out, and you have to put a home down. You have to find a way of turning water into resources, and then uh, capturing. Um, uh, wood as it drifts past and stuff like that and they use that to build um, eventually getting like uh, different types of fish that you can use for food or turn it into oil and you have to create um, like you have to build ways of like making fire to turn like to turn wood into coal on a wooden dock uh, um, and it can cause fires to break out and you build and develop and you come across new problems you eventually have to sort of like invite new people into your your haven that you're making and you go from having this like single platform to build through to have these like cities 
that are in the middle of the ocean that connect like little mini islands and stuff like that and all connect together have proper buildings in them you even do like undersea farming and you can like pick stuff up from there you can travel down to the bottom of the ocean um and it's like you start off with this like small settlement and i've not got this far yet i'm, I'm working through slowly but um you kind of like take this like mega metropolis in the end of it, just in the middle of the ocean, built on wooden planks, so to speak. And it's it goes from this tiny thing to something absolutely massive. Um and I really enjoy it. Um I just honestly for when I first started playing it, I thought, oh, it's just gonna be uh, another city build, a colony sim, just but this time they've just given it a different graphic set. But it actually leans into the being in the middle of the ocean bit really, really, really well. Um, and is fun, is what it goes for. It's absolutely pure fun. Um, it's difficult in places. Um, it's got some work to do in some areas. Um and but it all it all fits in with its theme really well and the characters are like cool little i want to say almost look like playmobil characters yeah um in their look uh which is like they're really cute with stuff like that it's super cozy it's really like play at your own pace kind of thing um you can get punished but with for like making mistakes but nothing that you can't get away from so do you know like you'll play some city builders or colony sims or survival games like that and like early on you'd have made a wrong decision with something and then it goes well you're gonna pay for that later this doesn't do that it'll go oh look you've made a mistake this is gonna go this has gone wrong but hey go ahead you can fix it and it just works really really well really enjoying it cozy cute early access but it's fun um and despite i've got to get one of these right because it's whether yeah it's not got controller support but on the Steam Deck, I found it really easy with just a couple of little adjustments in the controller profiles. Um, it's an early access game, so again, I'm not going to call it out for not having controller support or anything like that yet. Um, I mean, technically, it's only out today, so I've been playing it early. Um, so the early access yeah. is... Actually, I'm looking at the Steam page now. Played release date, 20th of April 2023. Uh, this game plans to unlock in approximately less than one, less than an hour. So as we're talking, it's less than an hour away from everyone else being able to play it. Totally. But what I'm playing of it, I really, really enjoy. So yeah, get on that one if you like City Builders. Ah, fair enough. So does the second one that you've been playing compete or is it left in the dust? So this has a... Re I'm trying to work out if there was a... If I'm missing something there or whether... Nope. <laughs> no, right, okay. I was like, there's a clever leak there, but I don't know what it is. Too tired and ill to think of clever segues, I'm afraid. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so the second one is another early access city builder, colony sim, etc., etc., etc. Except this one is set in a fantasy world of kings and queens and knights and blah 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 fairy tales. That's the word I was thinking of. Um, set in a world of fairy tales. It's fabledom. There's another cosy city builder. You put things down, you build, you expand, you all that stuff. Um, except this one's hook is that you are a a person um, of, I want to say, any gender. 
I can't remember if it was male and female you had, but you had the option anyway. Um, one of the games I played, it allowed you to be any gender and choose pronouns. And I can't remember if it was this one from the start, but one of them did. Uh, but basically, you it says, I am a whatever looking for whatever. Like, you'd fill out a dating form. Um, and so, but as you're playing through, you get propositions by, like, a prince or a princess and... You've also got to start dating and trying to build a life for yourself whilst building, like, armies to help you, like, to, like, protect your kingdom. Um, you're romancing while you're doing it. You've got all the trading stuff that goes with that. Um, and I think, I think part of the plan is that whatever relationship you enter into can have an effect on trading costs and stuff like that. So I think it's all going to link in together. But you've got to go out, collect all your resources. It's got all those trappings. But adding that dating mechanic to it is really interesting. And, yeah, I, I, I really like this one as well. And it, what I like about this one, actually, um, compared to Haven um, Dock and a lot of others, is... A lot of the others, you kind of really have, you do still have to plan, and you know, it's almost like you've got to really be. Because this one seems to allow you to be a bit more creative. Um, you're not looking at what's the best min max option or optimization of, of of this 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 city or this 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 area I'm trying to build. Um, it allows you to be a bit more creative, and I like that. I, I want these games. If you want to build your game around. You've got to be max, you know. You've got to make sure your wood gatherers are travelling the shortest distance possible via this sort of path to make sure they can get back to feed this at the exactly right time so you've got nothing left over to then build this, to give them to this, and, like, do it that way. Then, fine, build your game around that. But I like to see something like this that kind of goes, yeah, stick it there, and it'll go and do its stuff, and stuff will happen, and, yeah, whatever. Yeah, nice. Um, I want, you know, so it built around that relaxed nature as well. It gives you something, and this this does that. Again, it's early access, few bits wrong with it, and um, this one is actually out. Um, this, this came out a week ago, as we're talking, um, and as of yet still, there's no controller profiles with it. But I've not had any issues with this one translated. I think I used Steam Deck's inbuilt controller system, but don't hold me to that uh, because I've played another couple as well that I picked up really cheap, uh, which I'm not going to talk about because I just picked them up for me. I might chat about them another day. But yeah, there's like I've played so many city builders and things of late that they kind of bleed into one in terms of what has what controls and what features and, and stuff like that. This one's early access. Haven Docks are early access. They're both really, really good. Yeah, and that one sounds quite intriguing. It's doing new things, which is always nice. So yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, no, really joy. And it's aesthetically, it looks it looks lovely as well. It's too really cozy. I love cozy games. I think I'm at that age now where <laughs> I don't really care for for you know shooting man edge lord stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I want cozy and fun and makes me feel nice. And this does it. I love that aesthetic. I, yeah, I really do. Uh, I, it's great. I think it, there was a lot of, of like cutie games in the 80s, you know, um, like because of the simplistic graphics. And then obviously with the 3D era, it became like de rigueur to make everything 
harsh and brown and stuff over time and now it's coming back to being cute because it's uh, indie yeah. developers can make it look cute at a cheaper cost so it's good yeah no but yeah colours add colour um, to games it's yeah that that Gears of War aesthetic so, right the Gears of War aesthetic worked for Gears of War oh totally yeah <laughs> um, so that doesn't mean it works for everything and I think was it was it Medal of Honor realised that when it tried to go after Call of Duty and it was like everyone went, yeah, but we liked what Medal of Honor was before that. Why? Why, why did you do that? Yeah. Uh, why did you try to be Call of Duty? We've got Call of Duty. Got Call of Duty. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, the like Fabledom, for example. We've got City Skylines. Um, so don't be City Skylines. Be your own thing. Don't be... I see my mind's gone blank on names and stuff, but you don't need to be that other survival city builder game that's out or anything like that. It's like, I really love the fact that Against the Storm went against the... Grain. Tide? Against the Grain, that's the one. Um, and decided to be a a roguelike, which others had done, but then took it another level. And went, Actually, instead of being a roguelike where you build up, build up, build up, build up, and then start again, you just build loads of little colonies. And it's basically, we take the bit that we know most people play in these games, which is the first hour or so, before they possibly started again because it's all gone wrong, and just have that on repeat. Yeah. That's the gameplay loop. So they try to do something. And I think we're hitting this era now where people are taking previously unaccessible games and making them different so that people have something to jump onto. Uh, now, I've got this that like FOMO. I, I suffer with a lot of FOMO, so I want to play everything. Um but if you're somebody who knows you want just a, a relaxing city builder, this Haven Dock, fine, go for it. I wouldn't suggest against the storm for someone like that because that's stressful as hell, but it's brilliant in its own right. Um, and we're getting to see variations in these games now. They're not all trying to be the next Stellaris or the next um, Sim City or the next The Sims or, or anything like that. They're their own thing. Um, you still got your Anos, which I won't play because it's Ubisoft, um, and, and games like that as well. So you've got those as options. But yeah, these are all being different. I really, really like them. But one that did say that, I want a Lego builder, like in, in this form, where you actually have to build the towns out of Lego and individually build your houses and lay down the brick roads and stuff like no. that. Let's do that. Sure, next. it's coming. I'm sure it's coming. Well, they're making every other game under the sun at the moment. so Precisely. But yeah, that, that, that's mainly it from me in terms of what I've been playing. It's a really fun, interesting, not really much different type games. I've played a lot of the same games and I've been playing a lot of simulator games as well, but I, I won't go into those too much. But yeah, some train simulator. I've been playing House Flipper, games like that. And it's really cool. Um, I play Train Simulator with Edith and she managed to drive a train through to Queen's Park with very little help from myself, which was cool. Oh, very nice. On the underground. I was there yesterday. Oh, was you? Yeah, Shepherd's Bush. That's near Loftus Road, isn't it? Yes. I think it's on a different line, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I couldn't crash a train into it. Although I did try. Um, to be honest, if you've if you, if you, if any, if you heard about this major incident with a train completely overshooting the platform because it forgot to break, then that was Edith driving. That's how Sims work, like isn't it? it? What you do in the game translates to something in real life. Yeah, every time. There's a film idea for you. Yeah. Let's do that. Come on, Hollywood, or independent. Um, After seeing Ready Player One and that, what's that, four, free, free guy? Free guy. Oh, yeah. 
I don't want to see any more of that, thank you. I'm done. Yeah, but Edith driving a trade that turns into real life. Come on. Well, all right. Yeah, go on. <laughs> just that. Just an hour and a half of watching Edith do a Let's Play. <laughs> to go, oh, and then they, <laughs> yeah. they look it up and go, what do you mean? There's been a massive disaster on the underground in real life. <laughs> and that would be the end of the film. That would subvert expectations. There yeah, you go. very good. Commercially <laughs> popular, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Do, you know what, do you know what I need to do now, Stu? What's that? I think I'm going to shut up. Okie dokie. So, as usual, follow us on all the socials, consume our content wherever you'd like. We've got lots of stuff on YouTube and there's everything on the website. You can also join our Discord to chat with like-minded people or people that you completely disagree with and want to call a twat. Whichever you feel more comfortable with. Obviously, no, don't do that last bit. So that, 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 that bit's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so don't do that last bit. But apart from that, Stay safe and stay sane.